Hi, meteorologist Don Paul here with Don Paul's Bits of Lather on weather, climate, and science. And as always, I start out by appealing to you, if you're enjoying this podcast, this is episode 12 coming up, to please share it. Word of mouth, word of keyboard is crucial to growth for non-national figures, non-national celebrities. I'm certainly well known here in Western New York because I've been here so darn long and did TV weather on Buffalo television for at least 34 years. But I would venture a guess, no one in Bakersfield, California has ever heard of me. So if you like it, uh, please share it. This is episode 12, and this one is uh, a question raised that needs an answer. How far ahead can weather actually be predicted? Now, of course, what quickly comes to mind are the two different farmer's almanacs. Maybe you didn't know there were two of them, but there are. But neither one of them employs a methodology that has any basis in science. There is simply no evidence to support what it is they do. Now, before you interpret that as a complete put down of the farmer's almanacs as a publication, uh, I used to get a free copy every year from at least one of them as a TV weathercaster. And uh, the rest of the publication, a lot of fun. Also expert astronomical information that's totally accurate on phases of the moon, tides, great recipes, some really good reading, except for weather forecasts in them, which are blah. (laughs) No better than the flip of a coin, if that. Now, there are a couple of private sector weather forecasting companies who have engaged in practices which the majority of meteorologists have some real questions about. Uh, AccuWeather, which is one of the largest private forecasting firms, they're located in State College, Pennsylvania, uh, offers a forecast that goes out on a daily basis to 90 days. And that's because there are models such as the European model, which do give output, which goes out 90 days. Now, the meteorologists who work at AccuWeather do know better. Almost every one of them are graduates of the superb Penn State meteorology program. And uh, their employer, their bosses have decided because of these models that go out for 90 days, they've got something really marketable here. Now, the Weather Channel, for at least a while, I'm not sure they're still doing it, also offered a 30-day, day-by-day forecast. Now, they might counter with an argument that there are monthly and 90-day outlooks offered by the National Weather Service's Climate Prediction Center. The difference is those are outlooks with, which focus on trends over periods of weeks and months. They are not daily forecasts. The two corporate offerings I just talked about, AccuWeather and the Weather Channel, uh, are day-by-day forecasts. And uh, if one agrees they are based on actual models, specifically the European model output, uh, they are based on science never intended to be used as such by the actual European modelers at the European Center for Medium Range Forecasting. Now, AccuWeather disputes this, but the broad meteorological consensus is there is no demonstrable forecast skill in 30 or 90 day daily forecasts. And uh, this has been determined by several expert tracking studies, including one by Penn State professor John Neese, who taught 
many of AccuWeather's fine meteorologists as undergraduates at Penn State. Now, I've got this well-worn analogy, uh, and that is the atmosphere does not work like Lego blocks snapping into place. We're on a rotating globe with transport of fluids and gases. We're unevenly heated by a thermonuclear furnace 93 million miles away. And the complexities of forecasting for large and small areas on the globe have undergone tremendous mathematical taming in my lifetime, led by physicists, mathematicians, atmospheric and hydrological scientists. There has been real progress in how far we can forecast. These scientists work with progressively more powerful computer models, run on supercomputers ingesting trillions of bits of information from satellites, aircraft, ground observations, weather balloons, buoys, and sophisticated Doppler radar networks in all of the industrialized nations. The three-day forecast of my childhood, don't forget I'm an older guy, had gone first to a five-day forecast and then to a seven-day forecast. Now, some broadcasters dabble in 10-day forecasts, though usually forecasting skill for precipitation, in particular, drops off sharply after day seven. Seven days is the limit currently drawn by the National Weather Service in their forecasts, and it's usually as far as I want to go as well. While we can often speak with more confidence of temperature trends out to two weeks, Seven to 10 days is where most operational meteorologists draw the line for daily detailed forecasts. Now, since we've seen so much improvement over the years in these five and seven day forecasts, why stop there? After all, AccuWeather explains its daring desktop forecasts with this. This is a quote. AccuWeather's day-by-day, 90-day forecast leverages the power of AccuWeather's proprietary global weather data sources and complex modeling backed by its own intellectual property and patents. That verbiage sounds pretty impressive, doesn't it? The reality is in day-by-day forecasting, despite the great advances in technology and in scholarship underlying, underlying the technology, we are gradually running up against a soft wall of limitations brought on by chaos Predicting the daily behavior of the atmosphere on a large or small scale becomes a pointless exercise at some point within a likely maximum of two, maybe out to three weeks. Now, there's a correspondent for Mashable, Mark Kaufman, who explained this limitation with the help of a distinguished research meteorologist. And this is a a quote. There's a limit on how far into future, into the future, humanity can ever predict the day-to-day weather. Will the storm probably hit my town? Will it be a terrible day for a barbecue? Will driving be too dangerous? The absolute limit on the type of weather prediction we're talking about here is somewhere between two and three weeks. Um, Falco Jute, a research meteorologist at the Elite National Center for Atmospheric Research, made that point. Even the relentless march of technology with ever better, smarter, faster computers cannot put push beyond this two to three week boundary. In 2018, Jude tested the limits on day-to-day predictability running simulations based on all kinds of sophisticated algorithms. And he ran them on the world's most powerful processors. And he consistently ran into these limits. 
Now, it should be noted, these limits do not apply to broad persistent patterns, such as the searing heat dome we had over the Southwest US much of this summer. These limits also have no connection with climate modeling, using math equations to predict how much warming will result from continued greenhouse gas emissions. Climate models, in fact, are purposely designed to eliminate the noise of day-to-day -day weather features. Chaos is an unavoidable property of any system that evolves over time. It can be tamed, but it can never be conquered. A small error in the trajectory of a missile at launch will increase over time and distance. The atmosphere, with its almost countless variables of rising and sinking motions, uneven heating, different levels of humidity, and interactions between low and high pressure systems, is a classic case study in chaos as you go out further in time. To begin with, we can never know the precise state of the atmosphere at the time any weather model initializes. This is why the major weather centers around the world now run ensembles of models. For example, the European Ensembles has 51 individual model runs of the European model, each one with slightly differing initial conditions. That's to gain a more realistic spread of probabilities than we can get from a single model run. Even so, this just tames the chaos for a period of time before chaos overtakes the modeling. Some of you have heard of the butterfly effect by which just the flapping of a butterfly's wings may set into motion a slowly amplifying change in atmospheric behavior. This is part and parcel of chaos theory. As told to Mashable's uh, writer, Mr. Kaufman, Curry Emanuel, an atmospheric scholar at MIT, he's a legend in meteorology, he said, people think this butterfly effect is a metaphor. It's not, it's real. Emmanuel has found in separate simulations, uh, different from the simulations I referred to a little earlier, a predictability limit of two weeks. Humans and our activities all contribute to chaos in addition to the forces of nature outlined in this article. But even leaving us out of it, research shows that two 20-day simulations on atmospheric behavior run on supercomputers with only a teeny tiny difference in initial conditions still shows within six days weather systems differed in strength and in position by hundreds and thousands of miles in the two different simulations. By 20 days, just under three weeks, neither atmospheric simulation bore the slightest resemblance to the other. Now the Farmer's Almanac yearly detail forecasts are based on junk science and essentially they're worthless. But 30, 45, and 90 day forecasts produced by highly credentialed weather forecasting companies? No thanks, I'll pass every time. And so will virtually every one of my colleagues. Thanks for listening this far and I will talk to you again within a day or so.